0: He's back for 2018 as a football sag podcast
1: for Russia. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the football sag podcast. My name's Louis Greenwich, and today I'm joined by Aaron Corlett and Jeremy Churong. How are we, gents?
0: Very well. Feeling a little bit disappointed
2: by last night's result, but uh, we're we're getting we're getting somewhere. I think. Yes. Yeah. Very good to be here. Don't know who's happier, Louis, um, SBS for uh, selling off those games and then getting them back for $8 million, <laughs> or you with the
1: great very, yeah, very good result yep. for
2: your team overnight.
1: Beautiful stuff, and um, in case you guys haven't noticed, Ben Smith, the Tim Cale of the pod, has had an illustrious career, but uh, now he's resigned to the bench, so hopefully us three can uh, finish strong this week. Uh, we're coming to you this morning after the Socceroos' second group match against Denmark. The match finished 1-1. Um, what did you boys make of the game? Aaron? It was a difficult start
0: to the match. Denmark batted us. There was um free kick in the corner, which caused us problems. And then leaving Ericsson unmarked.
1: I mean... He that was just a clinical finish. Do you think that's a case of the the big number nine? I mean, his touch to, to flick it back behind him. I I think that's a case of good movement as opposed to him not being marked.
2: Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was Sainsbury that got caught out. Actually, yeah. Sainsbury or Milligan actually got caught out, and then yeah, Eriksson the masterclass finish.
1: Yeah, that, that assist though, I thought that was fantastic. Obviously, it, the height of the Danish team was a. Uh, I guess, a strategy that they were going to use. And early doors, we sort of struggled with that. Uh, I felt we um, sort of found our way later in the game, um, towards the second half of the first half. How do you guys think uh, we went? We definitely
0: grew into the game. Um, Lecky was immense throughout the game. His his running and his physicality, I think that helped us, you know, get more get into the
2: game. Yeah, I thought that was his actually best game that he's played for australia i know they're you
1: reckon i, th- I thought his last world cup was fantastic yeah but...
2: there are games that he's played in and he scored goals and it was good but yeah just his you know he's just an absolute engine
1: i think he's fantastic and in terms of stepping up to the plate he was i think our best player last world cup and i don't know tim cale scored a few goals but i thought Lucky like, was our best player and um, this tournament it looks like he's um, continuing his form it didn't take long for, the, I guess, the controversy to start. <laughs> VAR playing a central role uh, again. And Jez, are we ever going to score a goal in open play? Oh,
2: hopefully. It's been it's been a while since we've um, scored a goal in open play. VAR arguably scoring our two goals <laughs> the, <laughs> this World Cup so far. But how good does Australia look actually attacking? I know last, um, last game I said that we didn't look that good because we just sat back and let France pepper us. But going forward, using those sort of... The width, getting um, getting our wings involved. I know Cruz didn't have the best game, but how good did Australia look? I thought um, we kept the ball very well. We um, had 55%
0: of possession in the first half, which I thought was maybe a bit surprising. Yeah, I
1: thought it was surprising as well. Let's, I guess, go to the decision. Did we think it was the right call? I think it's similar to the, the France game. So, you can be aggrieved. If you're Denmark, um, I think he's really close to him and quite unfortunate to to get that as a penalty. Having said that, of course, you know, we'll take what we can get. And I guess we've had uh, the difficult side of VAR and I guess a bit of justice or a, a bit of evenness um, has resulted in us getting a pen. And uh, Mila Yedinac, what is he, a 15 from 15, maybe 16 now. Uh, one of the For coolest. Club and country. Yeah, club and country. He, he seems to put them in the same spot, so which, does, I, which they, I find really interesting. They don't go
2: off the ground, but <laughs> His oh, bottom just, right, yeah. just,
1: just in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the the right hand side. And I guess our uh, Casper Smichael giving him dogs abuse before oh. the pen. <laughs> Peppered him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah,
0: Absolutely gave it to him. I expected Smarkle to dive where Yannick put the penalty last time. I yeah. thought maybe, you know, that's the obvious choice, but maybe he thought Yannick, you know, he went Finally one way, one week. <laughs>
2: you know, next time, the it's other like, way. you keep going right. How long can I keep going there for? Just play that if, if Yannick
0: gets a third penalty against Peru. he has got to be, same, <laughs> mate, same <laughs> way, same way, same way. So both of you guys thought it was a pen, not a pen? I thought it was a penalty. Just yeah. It's okay. it's great. It's a great area. The um Danish can feel aggrieved by it. But I think when you have your hands up in the air like that, you know,
1: you give the choice. Yeah. yeah. Towards the uh middle part of the second half we saw the introduction of Daniel Arzani and a, a great performance from him last night. He created three chances. From three clear chances that we had, there was the the cross in. Um, Lucky like had a header. He beat, I think it might have been Poulson. Um, someone on the byline cut one back. Um, evaded Casper Smichael and had a shot of his own on a on a brilliant counter attack. He was, he was fantastic. And um, does that mean he should start the next match? Is he ready? I think if you start him though, he he might not have the
2: the engine or. Um, the capacity to go full ninety minutes, or even if you sub him off for the, you know sixty, sixty-five minutes, I think he works better as a sub impact player. You know, Nabu will probably miss the next game, so you're probably going to have at least one change. Cruz is probably not had the best couple of games so far, um, but yeah, I'd I'd be tend to just leave him as an impact sub. Before I agreed with you, but after <laughs> last night. <laughs>
0: He was amazing. yeah. I just say screw it. Let's start with him. Let's go
1: all out. Let's attack Peru from the off. I'm with you. I'm with you. We need a win and I, I think uh, his his performance last night i I, I thought he created more than Cruz in those 30 minutes than he did in 60 minutes. I do I do also agree with you Jez. i I didn't I do think he loses some value but in in terms of how confident um, he was and and the impact he was playing and the impact he had playing, I thought he was fantastic. And, and you've got to play your way into a side, and I think he's done that. I think um, he just he just comes both both games. He's been fantastic. The friendly uh, game before, he's been great as well. Um, I think he's got to start, and I hope to see him out there. Um, do you think Juric could maybe start the next game? Most likely to start, I think, as, as the striker. Um,
0: there's still the injury cloud hanging over him. Maybe
2: McLaren? Yeah. You know, he's been brought into the squad. Well, it's a bit funny that he was left out of the 26-man the squad. It's brought back in, but he's not been used yet.
1: Yeah, and he yeah. does play as a... He can play as a striker yeah, more yeah. than Naboo, yeah. um, it, it should be said. Um, Talking about players missing out, no Cahill. Uh, were you guys disappointed not to see him out there last night? My heart wanted him to be out
2: there, and probably the situation called for him as well, you know, Moy was really good from the corners. He was whipping them in, and just we just missed that end product. Yeah. We just couldn't finish. I think there were a couple of times when Lecky got up really high, just yeah. couldn't keep it down. Um, Cahill would have eaten those up for breakfast. Um, but, yeah, my heart wanted him to come on, but, yeah, oh, McLaren would have been.
1: Oh, well, th- hang on, just over Juric. You, you, yeah, you, you would have you put but, yeah. on that 1-1, one, one, we need a goal, but I, d- I, d- I felt the, the Danish team was sitting pretty deep, so... The idea of, um, I guess, a pacey player in behind, yeah, even though we yeah. brought Arzani, I felt that would sort of, I well, guess, it, it would put on the same the same weapon. And I think you need variety, and and Cahill and both Europe sort of bring that to to contrast with Arzani. But um, I mean, McLaren's still yeah a good player. I just felt the situation didn't really call for another speed demon. It felt uh, called for a bit more class. Could you imagine Lecky? McCarron, Arzani. Azani. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, cause, cause been. Sounds like ha- a dream. <laughs> we, did, we did have some chances on the break. Uh, Azani's finesse shot that he put into Kasper Smichael the most sweeping counter-attack. And I'll tell you what, it could have been very interesting if um, if uh, McLaren was there instead of Juric. And I remember Juric making runs and holding the ball up and you can tell he's not 100% match fit. But yeah, they, they did lack that cutting edge in terms of because Alec was already pretty tired. Juric isn't the most mobile, so it was only really Arzani making that cutting movement mm. um it would have been interesting to see them out there, but I think um he we we struggled with the target man and um we needed Juric up there basically for the the second part of that game and he didn't cover himself with too much glory, but uh, I think difficult circumstances for him um with the results uh do you do you lads think we have a um a realistic chance of qualifying? We saw France beat. Peru 1-0 um, in the following game. Uh, Aaron. We're relying on France to do
0: good by us, <laughs> really. We need France to come up with a win, possibly a big win against Denmark, and then we've got to do the business against Peru. Um, I think Peru have shown themselves to be a good side, despite you know having no points at this stage.
1: Um, it's going to be tough. Peru, really similar to Morocco. We were talking about this just before, Aaron, and... Um, I would say they've played better football than us and um, looked really good on the eye, leaving the tournament after two games with, with no points. It's, it's pretty disappointing if you're a Peruvian fan or a Moroccan fan. My heart goes out to
0: Moroccan fans. Yeah. They played some sensational football against Iran and then Portugal.
2: And to be going home at this stage, yeah, it's tough. It's but not ideal. It just shows that you just have to have that quality finish, that end product. Yeah, at the World Cup, and the
1: steely you know. um, determination at the back as well. I, I, I do think like Sainsbury's been he's been fantastic for us. Um, and and those teams, and I, I the margins are small. Again, it was an, a late own goal for Morocco, and um, Peru only lost one 0 last night. So it's not as if these two teams are getting battered and there's no quality at the back. It's just, um, yeah, it's just the margins are so small and 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 quite frustrating uh for both those teams, aaron um just want to shout out risden as well um been talked about as
0: the most improved player in the camp um you know he's gone from perth glory to wanderers (laughs) didn't have the best season for for the wanderers but he's he's just been playing very well i was a bit worried um because he didn't play very well in the hungary game
1: but he's just shown that he's actually a capable player at this at this level I'm I'm super proud of him. I think he's a, he's a great character, and um, you always want him to do well. Uh, I thought Bayich was it was equally good on the left hand uh, left hand side um, as a fullback. I do think that this result and the France result, uh, the thing that I took away from it was we're not in control anymore. Okay, so we have to, you know, go out and get a win, and and that might not be enough, but. In saying that, I, I always I'm a big believer in context playing a big part in football. We've seen it in, especially in the Champions League this year. You saw, you know, teams who were three 0 up. I think of Barcelona against Rome, and um, uh, teams with with a big lead, they go into these second games and they have their they, their foot off the gas. So um, maybe because we need a win, we can go out maybe put a few goals past Peru. In an ideal world. And um, hopefully the French can do the business. Saying that, in that same point, if context does context does play a big part, France might struggle to um, to uh, get a result because they're basically through to the next round and sort of that pressure's off. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, Juventus as well with Real Madrid this season, another case of the second leg, you know, three deal uh, down, and they they really made a fist of it. So, do you do you, do you think that the the way the group set out that Even though we're not in control, results can still fall our way.
0: We saw what the um, France second-string side did in that friendly after the Australian match. Who did they play again? I think it was
2: Moscow under-19 side. Yeah, it was some
0: under-19 side. They only scraped
2: through 3-2. I think Denmark are going to pose a few more problems than that side. And then Peru don't have anything to lose against us either. So they're... they're do you reckon the work? shackles could be off? And well, it could, yeah. It could be a and bit difficult. You know, they know that we are going to have to come out swinging. Yeah. So they could just put the brakes on and
1: just... I, I don't know. I, I do think the idea of having something to play for more than pride can hold us in good stead. I'd rather be... I don't know. Say if I was a betting man, I'd rather... You know, take the team has got more to play for. Yeah, if you know what yeah. I mean. Um, but I'm not a betting man, so that could prove. <laughs> yeah, you're, um, you're in safe hands. Yeah, yeah. so that could prove um, <laughs> costly. France vs Peru. Um, we mentioned it before. One nil. Shout out to Kylian Mbappe. Became the youngest ever French scorer. And my word, what a player! His technique and his pace is. Is, is, is nothing new. We've seen it all before in young players. But the thing that stands out to me is he plays like a 27-year-old. His decision-making, his finishing, he plays like he's, he's a seasoned pro. And it's, it's just outrageous watching a player that young uh, just basically go onto the world stage with Monaco and with France and just look at total ease. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. No disrespect to the league, but I'd love to see him in a better league. Yep. Like uh, l- more yeah, more uh, yeah. consistently. APL. Or, yeah, or maybe even uh, Spain or yeah. even Italy. But yeah, they they do run right over there, him and, um, yeah. him and yeah. Neymar. He'll he'll go to one of those big clubs or bigger clubs. Do, do you PC. think so? Because he's, yeah. Fr- he's French. So, I mean, mm. I, I, I was thinking of Matuidi, but then he's gone to Juventus. Um, a few of the French players, the French national players are in that league. And um, I, I can't really see him moving too soon but do you do you think maybe in the in future he's so young he's got yeah, so he's got much t- time ahead of him but <laughs> yeah. eventually he'll go you know i can't see him
0: spending the rest of his career in paris
1: um, and then the other match, uh, Argentina versus Croatia. Now I'm absolutely buzzing about this <laughs> result. Um, it happened a few hours ago. I could see your smile from ten <laughs> meters away when you walked Just in saw, here. saw my Colgate grin as I, as I came in. Um, yeah, running on fumes because the game was a few hours ago, and it, it's never felt so good to be sleep deprived. I I, I backed them sort of um, obviously because of my Croatian heritage, but I did genuinely think I said before the tournament we can get a result against Argentina whether that was a point um, or three, I, I did actually feel confident. Um, first half, it was it was nil-nil. Um, I, I just felt the work rate was there from the start. That you know the Balkan side, they just have that steely determination, and a, a big contrast I felt with the two captains. So you had Modric covering, you know, every blade of grass, so confident, wanting the ball just he's, he's got that class, but he's also got that grit to go with it. And um, on the other hand, there's Leo Messi. Now I, I watch Barca quite often. I'm a Barca fan. And I I, um, I get frustrated with Leo because of his work ethic. And then again, it's like, who am I to uh, comment? Yeah, judge on, on, the on goat. <laughs> uh, exactly. I'm one of yeah. the greatest players of yeah. all time. And, and if anything, that sometimes helps him because he's fresher when he receives the ball. Um, but it, it is interesting. They had a, a view of him after the first goal, the Revich goal, and no reaction, no um, G'ing his teammates up. And I know that's not his personality. It's just interesting to see such a lack of, um, I guess, I out, I outward desire because there's no way he's got to the top of the game without being like a really hungry bastard. It's just he outward, he sort of, um, you know, he's a bit reserved. I just
0: want to shout out Big Willie and goals. <laughs> Big Willie style. Okay. That, so that error that, for that, the first that goal. First one, that right. clearance. What was he... Well, it wasn't a clearance. It was a pass. He, but he, he struggled. what was he
1: doing? Well, he struggled earlier. He um, had a bit of a hell of a four. And he he put it up to Rebic. And I t- Rebic still had a fair bit to do. He's in good form for Eintracht um, Frankfurt Rebic. And he hit it like a like a full-hand volley. Just <laughs> like um, shoulder high, top spin, right over the keeper. I thought it was a great finish, but oh, you cannot...
0: Yeah, fantastic yeah. finish, but you've got to question the keeper on that
1: one. Do you think it's a case of um, both their keepers, Romero and Caballero, aren't first choice keepers, not getting game time week in week out? Is that a case of the you know rustiness?
0: It was the obvious weakness in you know, their squad. In, in their squad is the lack of quality goalkeepers and defenders. Yeah,
2: um, and they've been shown up really. It's it's come to fruition. You know, um, uh, I just want to go back to your point on Leo Messi. Um, his reaction after the. Th- third goal as well, when everyone thought that uh, player was offside. Offside. Oh, he
1: was at the top of the box, him and Mascherano just having a a siesta, weren't they? Yeah,
2: and then, um, yeah, they were just waiting for that flag to go up. The flag that never came. Yeah, but, you know, we've seen that this World Cup, that they're letting these offside, you know, these close offside go, just...
1: They're giving the benefit of the doubt. As as a player, it's it's really interesting. Um, I always think of John Terry was a big one for... um, putting his hand up for an offside appeal. He never would stop, so he wouldn't like do a Mascherano and just, just put his stop. hand up and stop because yeah. he's professional enough to go. But he, he was always a really big one of, like, if the ref's half-sure, um, I can sort of convince him if my hand's up. And I think a lot of players and defenders go through that. In, in, in a... In a real world, there shouldn't really, it shouldn't make a difference whether your hand's up because the, re- the referee should obviously pull it back and be like, well, it was offside anyway, regardless if your hand, you, you're appealing. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff there. Great work from Kovacic and Rakitic to combine. Oh, just we missed Modric's goal. That was the second goal. Capped Quality. off a beautiful Quality. performance. <laughs> one, he, he went one on one with Otamendi and he just said, I'll, I'll take you street style, put it right in the corner. And um, I thought he was the, one of the best players on the park. And even if he doesn't score, He's just so good. He's he's right up there with the best midfielders in the world. Uh, Argentina done? I don't think so. You think
2: uh, one? More, Leo's got to drag him across. The, I said this last podcast. The goal,
1: the goal difference though is a, is a big thing. It See, is. I I feel if they got out of that game one nil, uh, it's a different story. But three nil, it's not ideal, yeah, for, you know. For all their attacking prowess,
2: you know, you'd think that. Aguero, Messi, Dybala, Higuaín. They, Surely but they've got a yeah, few it, goals. It's, it's
1: difficult to for all those players to function together. Yeah, together Leo, yeah. Leo can go yeah. in behind. Um, but when uh, Dybala and Higuaín play for Juventus, the other players around them such workhorses. You'd have Mandzukic on one side, sometimes Alexandro, Dani Alves, Kadira. Maybe Pjanic is that little bit of class that sort of Messi has. But again, Pjanic does a lot more defensively. So these guys are used to playing... I guess them two up top and people helping them out, and Leo's the same thing. He's used to you know people working for him, and unfortunately, um, it he doesn't to carry seem them. Yeah. it doesn't seem to yeah. be a combination that's working. Um, we have to wait for the the Nigeria game to see what the result is there. Um, but it'll be interesting. Um, talk going from one of the the greatest players of certainly our generation to the other. We saw Portugal win one nil. Um, the marking on the corner, Jez, for Cristiano Ronaldo. Who's the first player you mark? Uh, is, it, is it Pepe? Yeah, must be. Must be. I'll, I'll
2: just go get uh, the keeper. Um, yeah, no, you just don't let uh, Ronaldo do his thing. I mean, you just see his leap, even when he celebrates. How high does he get? Um, yeah. Defending 101, find the best player. And, they they uh, got uh, close to him. They kicked, they kicked him in the head, but yeah. he still managed
0: to um, to get a chance. Oh, It's just a sin. A sin, you know... Morocco probably deserve to go out, you know, if you're going to defend like that from a corner, you know, they play some beautiful football, but
1: to defend the goat like that is disres- <laughs> disrespectful. Disrespectful to him yes. and Portugal. Are they, are they a realistic chance? Now, I feel the Euros were were an interesting indication of, a, of a, a team that could win a tournament because I thought they were one of the, the worst teams to progress at the Euros. They got three draws, came through against Croatia, and I thought... Conversely, Croatia were one of the, I'm trying to be as objective as possible, but they were one of the, be- <laughs> the best teams in the group, um, in the group stages. And it goes to show that, you know, you can be a slow starter. We saw that with Italy in 2006, Spain in 2010. You can be a slow starter and find your way in, in the deep ends of these tournaments. Do you, do you guys think, I mean, Portugal had a great game with Spain, but they still got a draw. Do you think Portugal is still a, a chance? I think it's going to be very, very tough for for Ronaldo
0: to drag them through all the uh, all the all the knockout games. All the knockout games. Um, there might be one game where he's nullified, and Portugal will have to find someone else to step up. I'm just not sure if they
1: have that man. Do you think that sort of? Pay, I thought against Spain, you could argue he he, he almost, if you're being a bit cynical, papered over the cracks because Spain were Spain were good. We we all know that. And Portugal weren't bad. They were good on the break, but. Those three chances, the few players, um, he's won the penalty himself, uh, scored the the ridiculous goal off De Gea, and scored the free kick. You know, is there another player who can sort of carry them through? Do they need another player? Like, that's or, the thing. Yeah, you, you want them to. It's, uh, it's, otherwise, it's, you,
2: if you shut out Ronaldo, that's you yeah, know, easier said than done. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It'll be, it will be interesting to watch them uh, progress. Yeah, and how's this stat for Ronaldo as well? Since he's made his international debut, Portugal have scored 146 goals. Just take a stab in the dark... How many of those 146 do you think Ronaldo has scored?
1: Oh, I know, I know how many he scored, so it's, it's around eighty something. I know that he's he so scored
2: eighty five of hundred and forty six goals that
1: he's been a part of. That's that is that is almost fifty two percent. That like, is outrageous, the, ridiculous. The guy is an absolute scoring machine. I can't I can't believe that they've scored. I mean that few that few goals. That's that's obviously a lot of goals in the in the last few years, in the last ten years or so, but. That few goals without him being involved In it, absolutely yeah. crazy. He's such a fantastic player. And is this, uh, I know we always talk about the Messi-Ronaldo debate, but um, is it him just pulling away a little bit now? I, I do feel Leo's always at a higher ceiling, but Ronaldo, Ronaldo's drive to be able to come into a tournament at this age and still be, hes so he's so much more hungrier than Leo. Well,
2: let me ask you this. If Ronaldo can drag Portugal to win the World Cup... Does he overtake him? Does, is he better than Messi? <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, well uh, that was always the blemish on, on Leo. um I do think that's a case. It's a case of Leo had a higher ceiling, but if Ronaldo's drive is just... It's something else. It's really... It's its almost frightening how driven he is. because well, he, he scored all of Portugal's goals so far. Absolutely crazy. One player to watch. Uh, a player who's caught your eye in the first few... I guess, f- first few games. A young player, an older player. Uh, any of you guys want to have a crack at that, Aaron? I'm going to go with Kyrie... Herving Lozano. (laughs) (laughs) You're actually going to say curry? Curry, Herving, Lozano. He was actually going to be mine. I'll go with a different player, but um, yeah, talk us through Um, Lozano.
0: He's just been in incredible form for PSV and brought that to the tournament with the winner against Mexico. Just the flying winner, the flying winger.
1: He did score the flying winner. He did the
0: flying winner Um, from the flying winger. Yeah, just incredible. And Mexico's performance against Germany. I mean, it's just they just played so well.
1: I tell you what, they're they're a real threat if they can play like that against. Um, well, I, if they get to the knockouts, right, they, they're usually going to be playing sides that are just as good as them, maybe even a bit better. If they can play like that, they they could be r- a real threat because I, I thought they could have had like like I said on the um previously, I, I think they could have had three or four against Germany. Is it six tournaments
0: in a row that they've been knocked out at the round of 16? sixteen? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, can <laughs> they finally get to the quarterfinals? I think this is the time. They'll probably be the first, the top seed in the group. Yeah. You know, depending on how results go, um, but they can face a weaker team in the you know possibly in that in that second uh, in whatever, second round.
1: Second round. Yeah. Um, Jez, a player who's caught your eye. Anyone off the top of your head? My one was going to be Lozano. I thought he's been good. I thought uh, Serge Milinkovic-Savic from uh, Arch Rivals uh, Serbia. I thought he was um, pretty decent and just a player of that size. He's like like the new Paul Pogba with a bit more end product. He's just like, um, he's got a bit of flair. A bit tough in the tackle, and he's got the physicality as well. I've been really impressed with How him. How much is a club side going to uh, pay for him? They're going to sh- like he was already on the radar of a lot of clubs, and he he won games from midfield with Lazio uh, around like December time. That he just went on a streak of deciding games, and to do that from midfield for a player so young, but absolutely you, inspiring stuff. But you know what they say: you don't sign
2: a player off one good World Cup. You saw what happened last World Cup. <laughs> that, uh, that's
1: yeah. that's happened in, throughout the history of football. That yeah, they've done that off tournaments. I think now they're holding a bit less weight, the World Cup, because obviously communication's so better and club football plays more of a part. But um I mean we saw James Rodriguez. He was okay um for both Porto and Monaco. He puts a performance like that last World Cup, big money move to Real Madrid, he's at Bayern Munich now. So I don't think it's com- it's completely um uh, gone. I think the effect of playing well at a World Cup can certainly add value, but I, I agree with you, it's um it's not as effective as it it used to it was, be but yeah we've spoken
2: about him before but Kylian Mbappe I could just watch him all day oh, like that France team it just oozes class. just yeah not going to give away any predictions for uh, that i put into the envelope but yeah keep him locked down <laughs> keep him locked down <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping he does well yeah, I think let's be, just say that
1: I think you'll you'll find a few hints uh, from me and, and other players other podcasters as well about their um, predictions uh, that French side, I'll just touch on that quickly. They um played Giroud up front, which I, I called last uh, last pod. Um do you guys think that he's the the man moving forward in terms of getting those wingers involved or will they go to a a three of pace up front?
2: They do look better with him up front. Like like you say, he does bring in everyone. He holds the ball up and then he can distribute it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you've got Griezmann up front, they just run they do run right, but yeah, if you have that guy up front, that just holds the ball. Is that physical presence up front? Um yeah, you know, admittedly Peru doesn't have the biggest defenders. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it worked in their favour to have him up there. But yeah, I, leave when, him up front. When the French
0: um, team sheet came out against Australia, I was sweating bullets. You know, I thought the movement would just overwhelm Australia, yeah. but I think you've seen that France
1: do need a big man up top. Uh, I, I do think he's um he's a really pragmatic player. I'm I w- wasn't a fan of him at Arsenal. I really felt in uh, when he's the lone man up front and he has to really be that that number 9 to I guess the modern number 9 in, in a big club you you want like your Lewandowski, Suarez who can just do a bit of everything and I think he's so much better in a 2 um, having someone near him and Griezmann really thrives off that as well. So good to see those guys in tandem. He does and get bashed a lot, though, Old uh, jury. He, what, You mean yeah. he cops a lot of criticism? Yeah, he you know, does. I, he I, does. I, I think it's because of because of the way he played at Arsenal and the role he was forced to play. I mean, I, I'm guilty of I give him absolute pelters, but <laughs> I've been really impressed with what he's done at Chelsea um, when he's not the main man. Um, and sometimes they play, obviously, with a three at the back, they play two up front, so sometimes it works for him. And yeah, he's great with um with France. He could have; it probably would have gone in if Mbappe wasn't there, the the greedy salt. So, um, a, g- a good contribution from him as well. Just a uh, finish, guys. Uh, other games to look forward to. We've got second round of matches. There's no real, you know, Hollywood fixture. There's no Portugal, Spain, that sort of thing. But um, have you guys picked a, a game that you want to focus
0: on? It's got to be Colombia and Poland. Poland, obviously, a side that's very close to my heart. Um, they're my, my second team, you know, thanks to my Polish grandmother. Uh, both sides lost in their first games and loser will exit They'll the tournament. Out, yeah. So, uh, I think, you know, on one side you've got Jamez and you've got Falcao. You know, what can they do for, for Colombia? On the other side, Poland really need Lewandowski to basically win the match for them.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Colombia play with, uh, with 11 men. Obviously, they were hampered. Last game against Japan with a sending off, so yeah, we'll, Colombia played very well. You know, even with ten I, yeah, in the first half, were, I thought that were, I thought that were good. If
2: Falcao just had like another inch on a couple of those hits, there'd be goals and probably wouldn't be in this situation.
1: <laughs> I thought if he had another player close oh, to him, yeah. it would have yeah. yeah. also helped yeah. because he was he was just. I mean, he's quite uh, he's older now, not the most mobile of strikers, and he. Um, he did look a bit isolated, but he he put in a good performance, and I think everyone was was really impressed with him. And it'll be great to see him fire at a World Cup. Obviously, really sad to see him miss it last time when Colombia had a great tournament and he was out with an injury. So. Um, hopefully he does it in the third match for your sake Aaron. Um, yeah. ho- yeah. Oh yep. god. Yeah.
0: Hopefully Poland don't shoot themselves in the
1: foot again as well. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. And Lewandowski will. needs to get off the mark and um <laughs> they they didn't really play much through him in the first game. As he's very quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, I I didn't feel much of the play he was going yeah. through him. And it, it was like and they were just like all right, who's our best player? Now they will think we'll go there. Now nah, we're not going to use him, okay? We'll just we'll just go elsewhere. So I mean Senegal they, they were good as well. They were fortuitous to get the that winner. But still, um, I, I didn't think they were really necessarily helping Lewandowski out with that performance. He does have to carry them, of course.
0: Oh, I, I always thought it was the most open group.
1: Yeah, I think it's proved yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. look at the standings now. Jez, uh, a game that you want to focus on?
2: Yeah, England-Panama. You saw England uh, sort of just get the win
1: last time. And we talk about um, Ronaldo's marking from a corner. Yeah, i tell you what, yeah. the, the second player <laughs> you'd want to leave open at a corner. Missed Big Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. He scored, was it in the 92nd minute in stoppage time. Just he, You could have built a five bedroom house you, around him. Yeah. he was in that much space. in that much space. And, um, <laughs> you know, they did did their best to tackle him as well. um but yeah. yeah, seeing him get up. Uh, let, let's see what happens against Panama. Um, Panama... Were the sort of touted as the whipping boys before the uh, the World Cup, so um, they're not going to want to lie down in this game. So let's let's' be interesting. What see what formation England come out as as well. I'd expect England to batter Panama. You'd hope you know, so. This is we're... the game where
0: they have to you know put a few goals on. I think because yeah, they were put... quite
1: nervy. They they started really well in the in the in the first game. They just could <laughs> couldn't finish and got pegged back. So um, I think that you're right, they really need to show a, a strong strong performance and, and score a few goals to really get their confidence flowing. Um, the game that I'm sort of uh, looking forward to um, will probably be Germany and Sweden. Uh, I, I think Germany, obviously, a great side, they're holders, but that stat that just seems to be doing the rounds, I think is that three of the last four um, champions, winners have uh, gone out in the group stage in the next tournament after winning, so that trend may continue, but it, it's just got to be said on paper. The Germans are just so fearsome. Um, a, a bit of uh, no, not arrogance, but I, I guess that they they weren't really hurried to get looking for that equalizer against um, Mexico, and it was sort of a case of no, nah, we'll get there, we'll get there, and it didn't happen. The margins were fine though. We had Brandt hitting the post, um, chances going their way. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Werner was too. I didn't think he was too good up front. I, I, I know his, his threat is his physicality and his pace in behind, but I think that German team needs a bit of class. And I know he's not the most classiest player to watch, but I do think they've just got to play Thomas Muller up there and get someone else um closer to Muller because he's such an experienced player, Muller, and scored so many goals. And yeah, Werner looks like a, a physical specimen, but it, he, he ran a lot, but not, not much else in that first game. So mm. it will be interesting to see that. Group unfold. Anyway, lads, uh, anything to add before we before we finish up? Um, Any more
0: for any more? I'm just hoping that we uh, we can get a win against Peru, and hopefully France can do us a favour. And you know, it'd be be magical if we could get to the knockout stages again.
1: If we we look at the blueprint, I thought going in it should have been a draw. I mean, a, a narrow loss against France a draw against um, Denmark and a, and a win against Peru. Now, that's still on the table. Last tournament we qualified for the round of 16, we had a similar thing. We lost to the, the big team, um, drew against Croatia and beat Japan. So, I mean, uh, hopefully the the French do us a favour, um, but it, it will be... It's still it's still all to play for, I guess. That's what I'm trying to, to get out. Jez, any more for any more? Yeah, I thought going into
2: the tournament, we wouldn't win any games, wouldn't get any points out of any of the games. So um happy to see us get that point from Denmark and yeah my heart says that you know we should be able to win against Peru um although speaking of hearts if we do get through we'll qualify in second spot And we come up against the uh, the the winners of group D Croatia currently <laughs> at the top there, Louis. <laughs> uh, uh no, where, where will no. your heart be I, in I, that I, game
1: I, I i to be honest i don't i don't think that's going to I don't happen. think that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think you'll qualify, but um, that'd be a great problem, a great predicament to be in um, having a team guaranteed to make the last eight, So would,
0: would that tear the pod apart? I'd uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. no, probably strike. No, beggars <laughs> can't be choosers. Um, I, like I said, I'd be happy to have a team in the last date.
2: Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi,
1: oi, oi! And don't forget to subscribe to the Football Sack Podcast on iTunes and, and give us a good rating while you're there. It really helps the pod. Uh, thank you, Aaron. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. Thank you, Jez.
2: Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi,
1: oi, oi. And uh, goodbye from me, Louis Greenwich. This has been the Football Sack Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy
2: next time.